All right. Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies, a podcast with some actual news. Uh, normally, we've been doing uh, recaps of old playoff series and stuff, but uh, there is some stunning, I'm going to have to say stunning news. About a month ago, we talked about how uh, no major moves were expected from the Blackhawks uh, after the season was uh, cut short early. You know, Stan Bowman was safe. Jeremy Carlton was safe. So about two days ago now, we got the news that uh, Rocky Wirtz fired team president John McDonough pretty much out of the blue. I mean, I didn't hear any rumors that this was going to happen. And I guess I'll just go to you, Michael. Uh, this is kind of shocking news. Yeah, absolutely. Not just the timing of it, but the way it was handled, the lack of a reaction and the lack of a message from the organization beyond the, the, the statement that was given out on Monday, the, the whole thing is rather bizarre. And I, I, I think it took a lot of people, not just in Chicago, but across the NHL by surprise. Uh, you know, McDonough has been around for, uh, I think it, it, his final tally would be basically 13 seasons. And I don't think it's without uh, question the 13 most successful seasons in Blackhawks history. And while he certainly had his detractors and you could say that, you know, some of the changes that he gets credit for were kind of easy uh, decisions to make, um, given the state of the organization that he took over. Um, there was certainly just a lot of, uh, um, long overdue obvious things that needed to be implemented. And, uh, he certainly took those steps, but, you know, beyond that, I mean, he, you know, oversaw the overhaul from top to bottom of the entire organization. And, you know, you, you couldn't say that it's been anything less than a complete success. Now, obviously, the last three years, um, we've seen the decline um, phase of this team coming out of the, the cup window. And there's certainly been um, some rumbling, some mixed, mixed messages. Are they, you know, trying to compete? For a cup, are they tr uh, willing to rebuild? We haven't really gotten a clear sign on that. Um, and it, from all indications, you know, McDonough's not exactly, hasn't been exactly the most public of team presidents, but uh, anytime that he was able to, you know, he, he did get in front of cameras or give interviews, um, you know, he always put forth the message of that this team was, you know, had one goal, you know, obviously winning the, the, the championship. And um, even in these last couple of years when they've struggled, he's continued to push that message. And, you know, I'm sure that that, that caused some dissent within the ranks. I'm sure there are people within the Hawks organization that, you know, are ready, willing, and able to um, – do a, you know, handle a, a rebuild or a retool, you know, a more thorough retool on the fly here. Um, 
but it you know it it doesn't even sound like this ended up being a hockey decision and you know which makes sense given that McDonough wasn't ex- wasn't really involved in the day-to-day operations on the, on the hockey ops side of the organization you know he was definitely more rooted in the business um, and advertising side of it uh, ticket sales that sort of thing so you would think given the timing and the sudden nature of his departure that uh, there developed uh, either a philosophical divide between him and Rocky, well, I should say him and the Wurtzes, um, or there's, or there had uh, developed a personality conflict Um one of those two things seems to be the most reasonable. And, and you know, we've uh, you could probably touch on it, too, because I'm sure you've read some of the yes. articles where it seems like um, there's been at least some rumblings, uh, you know, secondhand or whatever, that uh, um, Peter Wirtz, Rocky's son, um, and, and John McDonough have kind of been jockeying for um, control and power uh, within the organization over the last couple of years and that it's potentially that you know that relationship kind of reached ahead and you know it is it is Peter works taking over a, 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 is as the interim president until they they make a decision going forward but yeah, yeah. Well, let me, we'll go into the backstory for uh, maybe some people don't know the whole story because like you said he's not like John McDonough's not a very public figure for we know him because we're very into the Blackhawks, but a lot of other people might not. So, right. yeah, he, he um, of course, was a Cubs marketing guru, I guess yep. is what you call him. I, the first time I ever saw him was that he would go on the Cubs broadcast to announce whatever the giveaway that they were having at the stadium. So that's where I remember him from. But um, when uh, Rocky took over from his late father, his big first big move was to steal McDonough from the Cubs, poach him right. away and make him a team president. And like you said, he brought in, you know, televising the home games, you know, all these marketing campaigns and stuff. And clearly he was a very good marketing person because yeah. he, he built the Blackhawks up quickly. I mean, having a good team helps, right. obviously, if it was a bad team. But, yeah, like you said, he was never, never really much of a, like, the day-to-day running of the team, like, for players and stuff, he left that to um, to um, Quenville, or not Quenville, um, Bowman. to Bowman, and before him, Talon. Talon, but yeah, he built this team. But he was, and you know, you read the articles and they talk about him ruling with an iron fist, like limiting media availability. If you don't, if you didn't tow the company line, he right, you would hear from him directly, and so yeah, but you know. The Wurtzes were always very proud of this first big hire they made, and so that's why you felt like that he would be he'd be the last guy they'd get rid of. For one thing, he didn't have much to do with the actual performance on the ice, but yeah, just so I tend to agree with you that I think this clash with Rocky's son must be the factor because otherwise, the business side of the Blackhawks is still pretty strong. Yeah, definitely. There, you know, the the sellout streak is still going. Um, 
Although obviously we we're, we're starting to see that that market go a little soft as far as the resale, and I, I know uh, even before the um, coronavirus outbreak, um, the season ticket list was shrinking, and so you know the, the, there were definitely signs that uh, you know the bubble was maybe uh, shrinking or you know, at the very least shrinking, if not ready to pop at some point here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you really can't argue anything, but his reign being a smashing success on the business side of things. Now, obviously that isn't the only aspect of his job, although, you know, that was certainly his main focus, but you know, the, um, performance wise, definitely no question, um, uh, you know, uh, a smash success, but you always heard the rumors of, uh, you know, even go- going back to his Cubs days that he was very demanding, uh, very my way or the highway type thing. You really got it. You know, like you said, toe the company line, um, definitely put a lot of restrictions and, certainly butted heads with people um, both inside and outside of the organization Um, you know and you can get away with that (laughs) when you're successful in a lot of businesses and uh, he was certainly that both with the Cubs and then with the Blackhawks but you know maybe with the recent struggles and you know like I said some of the business side of things changing a little bit Maybe they decided that some of those periphery things and the the relationship aspects of it <clears throat> became too too big to ignore anymore. Um, you know, so that's certainly a possibility. But you know, this is it. It it really is just a a, a pretty big shock with the timing of this. Uh, you know, with in the middle of the quarantine here, we still don't know what the decision. Uh, on the viability for the rest of the season is all indications are the NHL still plans to, to push forward whenever uh, they deem it safe enough to continue. So in many ways you can view this as he was fired in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously there's caveats to that, but it, for a guy of his uh, pedigree and history, this is not unlike the firing of Quenville, you know, a handful of games into a season. Uh, it's it's very odd timing. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it was definitely just, it, it's just kind of shocking. And, and it's very, very strange to me that we haven't heard more than just the initial statement nobody's put in come out put a face to this at all we haven't uh, all indications are rocky does not intend to come forward anytime soon uh, yeah because i mean like you were saying when quenville got fired there was a you know rocky where it's always you know we yep. really appreciate all the great memories yeah. he's given the team it's a there's been none of that. Nothing with this, and that's and that's why you. It, to me, it seems like oh, this was kind of more on the 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 
personal or at least personality side of things in that they're just it seems like they're must have developed a rift that was no longer a tenable working relationship uh with somebody whether it's with uh rocky or his son or both or you know whatever but yeah um something must have kind of come to a head maybe and and maybe it, it it in part over how to uh, handle the, you know, the, the break in the season here and um, you know, what direction they want to go for the rest of this season or um, you know, heading into the off season or next year, you know, it, there's so much uncertainty surrounding not just the season, but just, you know, hockey in general over how it's going to be played and um, what's going to be safe for, the players and all the employees on with the team and then the fans as well. And so, you know, I suppose it's possible something along those lines where, you know, it's possible his interpretation and hit the direction that McDonough wanted to go was just not compatible with Rocky or Peter or whoever. And uh, it just, yeah, it's just, but yeah, the, the biggest the biggest thing to me is just the silence. And, you know, like you said, they, even though the timing of Quenville's firing was less than ideal, um, I would even say poor, <laughs> um, given his stature, um, not just on the Quenville side of things, but then, you know, putting Colleton in such a, a difficult situation. Um, so, you know, that was probably not handled very well, but, beyond that aspect of things they said all the right things in regards to Quenville and they um you know spoke very highly of him were were very public with you know why the change was made and what what their expectations were moving forward and we've gotten nothing with this and it's to me that speaks to that this probably ended up being more of a uh not, I shouldn't say spur of the moment decision, but more of a a surprise on their side of things that this was not something that they had intended to do, at least at this time, and that there's probably some sort of inciting incident. Um, and uh, so they 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 didn't have uh, a, you know a message prepared, and they're still trying to feel their way out, and they're kind of using the quarantine as a way to cover conceal delay until they figure out what they want to do. And so that's, that's disappointing because even though I would definitely have some criticisms of McDonough's reign, like I said, you, you, you can't, what, what he did, uh, you know, what he accomplished really can't just be, can't just kind of be pushed aside and and it yeah it's just so weird that they that they 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 haven't really even praised him and you know said anything it's just i I wish i could figure out there's there's so little information that it's it's Mm -hmm. just it's just beyond weird and uh it's definitely disappointing in that the way that they handled it even though i i really don't have a huge issue with him being fired i I mean yeah 
Well, you know, speaking of speculating about, um, so now this leaves this whole thing. You've got, will Peter take over Peter Wirtz full time? We don't know that, but you've got Stan Bowman and, and Jeremy Colleton. So, you know, the debate is, do you bring in another business first, you know, business first president, or do you bring in a real hockey ops president? And if that's, if you bring in one more in the hockey side, does that mean Stan Bowman and Jeremy Colleton are out? Because you'd think a new president would want to pretty much clean house and start with their own. Get their own people. Yes, get their own people. So, but the question then is like, do you think that will happen or do you think they'll bring another business president in? It's a very, we don't know what they're, but I'm just going to ask you what you would do. You know, it, it, it is so bizarre and I still haven't completely wrapped my head around it. Um, but I mean, my first impression is if they were really interested in doing the sweeping changes, I think they would have waited until the off season and just gotten rid of McDonough, Bowman, and Colleton all at once. Um, now you're kind of left in the position of, my guess is Peter is going to be in the interim role throughout the rest of this season, however long it ends up being. Um, and that leaves Bowman and Colleton in a very fragile, tenuous uh, situation. And it's it's difficult to see a path where they would bring in an outside president and it not affect the hop, hockey op side of things uh, at all. Or, 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 I, I find it difficult that they would bring in an outside voice and it not have an effect on the hockey ops where yeah. they would want their own people involved. It's not going to be status yet. It's not going right. to be status quo. Right. So, up. you know, they've said all, all along and, you know, Bowman, the other thing that they've done very quietly, which is so weird, is nobody can has even come forward with what Bowman's contract situation is. Um, there's been talk that he signed a two-year extension prior to this season. Um, so he's potentially has one year left, but nobody really knows for sure. None of the beat writers, nobody. <laughs> it's just it's so, so weird the way that they've handled things up at the top of of late and you know with rocky the last thing we heard from him was uh a month ago where he said uh colleton bowman and mcdonough were all safe they had no plans on making any changes and so if that is the case where rocky still does have confidence in what the team is trying to do and this truly is a personality conflict. One, uh, I would say Bowman and Colleton's best hope would be the team 
handling this internally and either Peter taking over the business side of things permanently or, you know, some sort of other kind of uh, internal promotion within or in in one of the Wurtz's um, other businesses where they bring in somebody from, you know, their other family uh, acquaintances or, or businesses to, to handle the uh, business side of things, uh, most likely in in close collaboration with, with Peter, um, who has been the vice president for, uh, I think, the last year, year and a half sort of thing. Um, and then the potential for Bowman to actually get elevated to, like, president of hockey ops and just kind of be being given the the more full control maybe not have to answer to anybody really on the business side of things on the day-to-day operations um you know i know we talked where mcdonough isn't wasn't necessarily involved in the day-to-day but you know he was certainly still uh involved in uh, some of the big signings um he was definitely the guy that that uh pushed very hard and did everything he could to get the Brian Campbell uh, contract done initially to legitimize the franchise, show it as a, you know, that they could get a top talent to come here, even though they had to overpay to do it. Um, You know, that was something that he did with the Cubs uh, going back to like the Alfonso Soriano signing. Yeah. So I was going to say, if that's one of the first times you really heard when he was promoted to president of the Cubs, was that was the rumor at the time was that he pushed hard for a big splash lining of Soriano. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and part of that, you know, the, with the Cubs was, uh, you know, he was kind of in charge of, of getting the franchise in as good a business shape as they could prior to the sale going down, Mm -hmm. um, to drive the, 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 the franchise value up. And he certainly did that. And, um, the Soriano contract is certainly one where you always heard the rumblings where, you know, Hendry, Jim Hendry as the GM kind of got dinged for giving out that contract. But the rumor always was that Hendry had only agreed to go, you know, like five years or something like that. And it was McDonough that stepped in at the end and just tacked on extra years to that deal and dealt kind of directly with Soriano's representatives and just said, Hey, we just, you know, we need to get this done. I don't care what it takes sort of thing. And you got the sense that the same thing sort of happened with the Brian Campbell deal. And obviously that was prior to the salary cap and he just, uh, you know, McDonough stepped in and worked with Talon and just, you know, they, they drove that deal home. uh, Like I said, to, to, you know, really legitimize the franchise in the uh, the standing of players really around the league because the the Hawks were considered such a joke basically and considered so cheap that none of the top talent, um, you know, would even consider the Blackhawks a lot of times. And, you know, so that was kind of the first stepping stone. And then McDonough was uh, um, the guy that... Uh, made the final decision on uh, getting rid of Dennis Savard, getting rid of Talon and elevating Bowman. 
mm-hmm. Bowman was always kind of seen as his guy. And, um, you know, we, we've never really heard of any tension between McDonough and, and Bowman. Uh, so they, they, they seem to have had a very uh, solid working relationship. But, yeah, you just you, you kind of wonder if. Well, you know, uh, if, you, if you're saying that, too, that if they had a really good relationship, that might bode badly for Bowman. Right. Now if McDonough's gone. Right, right. But, you know, at the same time, Bowman certainly seems to be a guy that he seems to get along with everybody. You really never hear bad things about Bowman from anyone. Um, whereas, like you know, I mentioned earlier, McDonough was a guy, you know, going back decades with difficult, demanding, uh, rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, you don't hear that with Bowman. So I, it, it seems like Bowman might be the kind of guy that, hey, even if, you know, the guy that hired me and, and promoted me and, and was the guy in my corner, even if he's gone, I, I can I could see Bowman still having, you know, a decent enough relationship with the Wurtzes where um, that, that that could be smoothed over. And, you know, like I said, uh, if, if it leads to Bowman potentially being elevated uh, to the president role and then either like Al McIsaac or um, Norm McIver uh, being um, kind of installed as the, the, the GM. And then that would, uh, you know, potentially leave Colleton as safe as well. But yeah, I mean, if they decide to bring in a president that's going to be involved in both sides, as far as the business and the hockey side of things, I would find it very difficult to believe that Bowman and Colleton would remain safe. And, but at the same time, um, yeah, I really don't think we're going to, we're going to get any clarity on this until the season plays out um, because it really makes no sense to get rid of uh, Colleton at this point Um, with how weird the end of the season is going to be. I mean, I guess you could install Crawford as the interim head coach and they could just play out the string, but that would be very, very weird at this point. I, 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 I would find that pretty puzzling. Um, yeah, so, no, it wouldn't make sense to just, yeah. there's no games going on or anything, right? Which is why this firing of McDonough is so weird. Yeah. It happens during a dead time like this. Right. And obviously, you know, I would imagine that they if they are going to go outside of the organization to make a hire, that they would wait until the off season when other people's contracts are up or other people get fired from other teams. And there's there's more candidates available, you would think that they would want to, um, you know, cast as wide of a net as possible if they were really looking to do a shakeup. I will ask you the one rumor that did make a little uh, round around um, with Eddie Olchek. You think there's any truth to that, or do you think it's just uh, something uh, that push ratings for talk shows and stuff? I definitely think that it is something Olchek would would want, and I definitely think it's something 
that could happen. Um, uh, Olchek, kind of like Bowman, is a guy who seems to have universal respect and solid working relationships with the entire league. Um, it it would not be the way that I would go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you, you do kind of wonder if Olchek, um, and then potentially even somebody like Chris Chelios, uh, being, you know, a, a former teammate of his and, you know, another Chicago guy who, uh, was in the Detroit front office for a little while after his playing career. Um, but who has come over to the Hawks in the last couple of years and not really taken on any official position beyond ambassador. But, um, both of those guys have always kind of looked like that they would, uh, um, be keen on a, a, a front office position of some sort. Um, I suppose it's it, it, there's a potential working relationship there where it where that could even um, be a surviving type move for Bowman as well. Um, I would assume Bowman and and Olchek have had plenty of dealings with each other throughout the last you know ten fifteen years um, where that could potentially work out. But uh, yeah, I, I I find that a an unlikely scenario. Um, I think if the Hawks were going to do something like that, they probably would have done it already. Yeah. Um, I think, I think you would have seen old check take on some sort of role prior to everything that's going on. Uh, now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you would take him directly out of the, the booth and put him into a president's role. I think he would have been named a special advisor or a vice president or something prior to this. If, if, if they had really truly envisioned him for that sort of role. Yeah. Um, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Uh, I, <clears throat> and it's difficult to say just how good of a fit he would be for that type of role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, he's a guy who uh, has contacts throughout the league is, 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 widely liked and accepted and so he's the sort of person where you know maybe he's not the perfect guy to run day-to-day you know he he wouldn't necessarily be a guy that you would envision in a gm's role but he might work out well in in a president role because he knows everybody everybody likes him he would be able to bring in the right people for those roles well Uh, let's ask you one more thing says, um, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on this podcast, but obviously there's, a, for a long time, people have always said this thing about, does he really, does Bowman really, Stan Bowman, really doing it, or is Scotty Bowman behind the scenes pulling strings? So I thought I'd ask you after, because I've always thought about this myself, what influence do you think Scotty had over this whole Blackhawks run? <sighs> Ten years ago, I would have said that Scotty Bowman at least had a voice in the room <laughs> um, and that he was definitely somebody who, again, helped bring legitimate legitimacy, um, was certainly the type of person who 
um, they could always go to for input and um, recommendations. Uh, again, kind of like, uh, you know, like Olchek where Bowman literally knows everybody <laughs> in the league, um, has relationships with people going back decades and decades and decades. Um, but I, I honestly think that his role has always been sort of overblown. He, you know, he was a guy that obviously was heavily involved in all of his other organizations, always had a lot of power. And I think he really, I, I think he was just like basically a guy that's essentially been retired. Um, I, I don't think he's ever really had an active role within the Blackhawks. I, I honestly think he was just a guy that, uh, you know, kind of, I, I think his role was always special advisor or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think he was just a guy that when they were making decisions on, um, especially early on, uh, with like the talent decision, the, uh, Savard decision, um, per- perhaps even like the the Marty Havlat um, decision to let him go and, and pursue Hosa instead, where um, McDonough and Bohm, uh, Stan Bowman were kind of the guys that were always credited with that was their direct the direction that they wanted to go, whereas Talon was the guy that was pushing more for Havlat to be signed. Uh, my guess is Scotty was certainly a voice um, involved in that, but I honestly think over the last 10 years, whatever role he's had has more than likely continued to diminish and diminish and diminish. He's not a guy that, you know, uh, the those relationships that he once had have, have been diminishing over the years as more of the old guard has has left the league and you know, some of the, the younger voices and the younger coaches and the younger GMs have, have started to take over. Um, I, I, I really don't think, it, especially over the last five years, that uh, that Scotty Bowman has really had any kind of in, meaningful input at all. But, you know, I'm sure he probably has a very good relationship with his son. And anytime his son would need any type of advice, I am sure he would respect his father's opinion on such things. And, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as him being in meetings and making decisions, uh, no, I've, I've never really bought into that. Yeah. See that that's pretty much at first I was with you. I was like, or with the other way, like maybe he had the role, but yeah, over time I thought, nah, I think that's just overblown. But Obviously, it never hurt to have someone who's won, right? Knows how many Stanley Cups in the room. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think early on, um, when those initial moves were being made, and um, you know, Stan Bowman got elevated. Uh, whether Scotty ever had a, a truly active role. Um, McDonough has never been a guy that was, uh, averse to, uh, the, uh, the marketing aspect of it and, uh, the bringing legitimacy to the organization. I mean, not just Stan Bowman having the Bowman name, but being able to say, Hey, we have Scotty Bowman as our advisor. (laughs) Um, again, 
going back to where the organization was 13 years ago and even 10 years ago when they were starting to build an actual winner, uh, there was still issues of, is this organization really for real? And, uh, I'm Scotty Bowman. I'm sure, um, played at least a small role in just having his name involved, bringing legitimacy to certain corners of the league for the Blackhawks. Well, I guess on that note, uh, yeah, we'll keep watching this. And if we hear like details of exactly what went down with this, we'll tell you, but yeah, just a big, a big shakeup. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm not expecting any, if they haven't told us, by now this week, uh, my guess is we're going to get a lo- an awful lot of silence here, um, at least until um, the NHL decides what they're going to do for the rest of the season. I, I think once day-to-day operations resume and they no longer have the the, the cover of oh, you know, it's the, we we can't do press conferences and we can't give. McDonough, you know, kind of the 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 proper send off and respect he's due. Um, once those day to day operations resume, they won't have that excuse anymore. And so at that point, they're they're going to be forced into providing information. But until that happens, uh, I, I'm expecting us to get strung out here <laughs> um, yep. for the time being. All right. Well, on that note, Michael, you're on Twitter. MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm STH85. You can uh, subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And, you know, you can rate and review it, too, if you want. Let us know how we're doing. And, yep, until our next episode, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening.